0: She said to me, and this really struck me, she said, before she met him, she had always felt alone in the world, isolated. And when she met him, it was like the world came together for her. And I was really moved by that, because I think that says it all, doesn't it? I was just coming down
1: Grafton Street there, and we just bumped into each other. And we went into, I think it, it must have been Robert's Cafe, and uh, we had the usual cup of coffee, and we chatted for, I don't know, maybe half an hour or so. And, um, well, he hadn't known where I lived or who I married, and I told him the whole story, and uh, we talked. And then uh, after, I suppose, about half an hour, we left. And uh, I was to go up towards Stevens Green, and he was going the other way. And when I'd walked about ten steps, I looked back. And there he was, standing, looking after me. And he had the saddest look I ever saw on anybody's face. It really hurt me, it really cut me to the quick. And I rushed away up Stevens Green, and I, the tears began to come down from my eyes. And I went up to some friends in, in Harcourt Street, and I went in and had a cup of tea with them, and... and uh, I I just tried to get over it that was only about I suppose about maybe three months or so after I got married
2: then it was dingin love lost years later the lovely lady I could not get her she gave me the brush off the creta and I drank my grief but it would not sink In love there is no double think For nights I could not sleep awake
1: It has brought us much closer together For which I'm very grateful That's good. I never thought that I'd open up like this About that part of my life until Breed asked me
0: I suppose Patrick was the the kind of the love in her life but um, I think Daddy was probably a love in her life too you know oh, yes. and there were different loves
1: and I used to say no, no two people were made for each other in the way we were and why did we have to part I mean I didn't have as much in common with my husband you know in that sense even though he was a literary person too and a very sensitive person and wrote the odd bit of poetry which he could, he'd never dream of trying to publish or anything like that. And, and he painted a bit, and it could be good. He was good at painting. And he'd go, we'd go out the country, and I remember one once going to the Rock of Cashion, and he made a great job of, of drawing it and, uh, in charcoal. And uh, I did it too, and mine was terrible. Then he just he used to love to think that, that his was better than mine. And, um, ah, oh, we had, you know, uh, we, i even though the when I was working, I used to say the last kind of person I ever wanted to marry was a businessman. And then, of course, when I met Patrick, he was everything I ever wanted in a man, and he was manly, you know, and and I, I also wanted in some feminine way, to meet somebody who was way above me, intellectually, and every other way, you know, and literally, in, and in a literary way as well, and who could talk down to me. I didn't mind that. I, I, uh, I much prefer to, to be the little one. No, the shoes and the trousers and the laces <laughs> even, they're right, they're right. And the old hat, so yeah. But, um, and the jacket, more or less, isn't too bad. But, uh, and the forehead is okay. <laughs> it's, it's just, he used a lot of things, but it's, his express well, yes, I suppose that reflective resp- expression. But he could be very, he could have a very amusing smile around the corner of the lips there. You know, if he'd look down at you and they the, the eyes would smile as well. He had, he had a slight cast
0: in his eye. He doesn't look like there, like you want to sit down beside him, does he? He looks very forbidding or something, doesn't he? No, he just no looks a bit cross, maybe. Not,
1: no, no, oh, not exactly. No, no. <laughs> it, <laughs> he looks as if that he's he's deep in thought, you know, looking into the water.
2: And what about the poem, Deirdre?
1: Yeah, um, we're all about that too. You think? <laughs> you think I wrote that about you now? <laughs> Oh, well, I did not think you wrote that about me. Uh, and what if you did? i said, say to him, uh, and he'd say, Ah, forget about now. Uh, come on out.
2: Oh, the dear impartial to... tenderness of hands that As love filled,
1: that, that love loose the
2: bands out, of right? souls loose self-bound, ice-chilled, in wood. Though made the needle I of your being set towards a star distressed. To all be ever what within your pure heart you are, cool water from a spring, sun's candid caressing. To others leave cold, flint edged pride, fear's light love, impulse to deride. Singing and free, flow as you do flow, a golden, ample stream. You were born to love
0: and love 's
2: healing <laughs> yeah.
0: i don 't know, yeah, I suppose it 's kind of sad
1: about that. not now because well he 's happy now
0: i 'm sure of that, and Rita, uh... why sad why is he sad?
1: You think... I mean, you're projecting yourself onto me, you, see? you think no, I, I No, what now? I
0: think is kind of sad is that,
1: um... <laughs> <laughs> you're <just> getting emotional, <laughs> not me. <laughs> no, after all those years, um, no, I've got over that. You, you, you um... When you've been... Uh, in, in an enormous amount of situations and you overcome them, then you you don't... emotion doesn't count for that much <laughs> in your life.
2: Well, in me, her life.
1: We'll have another look at him. Uh, it's uh, come back and we look again. in a friend with a hoover and we, we did a great job on the yeah. house
0: tidying it up <laughs> 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 and, Did he mind that? Oh he was
1: delighted he said I, I have a whole lot of so and so friends here and you think they'd ever think we'd do anything like that, that. <laughs> It was a challenge yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then one day he said uh, he, he had been in and he said uh, a, a some fella came in he said to wake him up to give him a sleep and <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't see her as a a passionate person in a romantic context. I always saw she had great passion for things that were very unemotional. Well, no, not unemotional. She was passionate, but usually it was channeled into kind of things political and things very intellectual. I had never seen her passion in an emotional context. And, and that was, I suppose, yeah, that was a real revelation for me to see her as another woman in love, you know, really obsessed with this man. And that was nice, you know, it was nice to see that side of her. I didn't cry for him, I prayed for him.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> it's I, an alternative. I
1: well, uh, it is hard for me to recall emotion now. Because you've buried Yeah, yes. That's because, it. because it was too trying. painful? Because I had, to, I had to knuckle down and live it a very different life. First of all, in the very beginning, when when I um, got married, I had children, and then I had a business to run with my husband for a number of years, and uh, that, that was that, that was a kind of grind in another way that took all your, um, it took every ounce of your
0: energy and your concentration. And do you think that burying him, you sort of buried your whole emotional side, really? because it's very hard to...
1: Maybe. A, a, a good deal. And that's something that didn't occur to me, but, yes, I, I, that is something that possibly is true. I probably did. And that you lived uh, beyond emotion, that, that, that you cut it out of your life. I think that would be true, all right, except the emotion of <laughs> worry about this thing and that thing, you know, and having to... Um, having to get such and such a thing done by such and such a time, you know, in in the ordinary course of making a living.
2: Something to forget the failures and the things lost. Books and letters are merely images. They were burned somewhere unwittingly or fell in the gutter. And though I lament these bits of my past, I am thinking, I am brooding, I am breaking my heart. And that is why I must turn forward, and thus positioned, observe the past unlost. Nuala and Sheila, Mary and Deirdre, and the time itself beautifully composed. And the moral break sickness in me from some lie believed by my mother before I was born. No, I was always anything but queer, abnormally normal and I probably had more women who loved me than Byron and pure ones all, the wild, wild explosions of the innocent. Most of the famous women-men one hears of were very easy to please. It was all the same, the second hand or the fiftieth hand but I was the true romantic. Too far in that direction, perhaps?
1: I was dying to meet him, but I didn't think I ever would. You see, because I, I, when I first came across his writings in the Irish press under the, the name of Piers Plowman, I said, Oh, whoever that is, that's my man. That's, that's the one I want to meet. That's the kind of person I want <laughs> And, uh, the antenna I was out. Yeah, <laughs> I, but the uh, I I didn't think I ever would. And then, out of the blue, a friend of mine rang me up and said, um, "You'd never guess who I met lately." And I said, "Who?" Patrick Cabner. Oh God! I said, "I'd love to meet him." Well, she said, "You can meet him tonight now if you we'll we'll go uh, if you come meet uh, if you come into town." We'd have coffee together in um, that cinema in Abbey Street. In there, there was a, a restaurant attached to it. And we went in and we spent the whole night drinking a co- cup of coffee, I suppose one cup of coffee maybe. But that's what we always did. We spent about two hours over a cup of coffee. So, the, But then the, we met that night and then he rang me the next day. And it was then the day after that... that or maybe that day that, that we had the lunch and he said would I go to the, the film and, uh, and that was all happened in a week and uh, it went on from there like I knew that, that um, he wanted me seriously from that first week and he, we'd, he'd ring up every every day of the week then he rang up, every day whether we were rowing or not or whether we were out or not uh, to be I that would break down and decide to meet him
2: Uh, Uh, Can you picture the two of you here along this I
1: I I can, walking up along there you know, walking leisurely enough but quick enough too we'd we'd walk up there for maybe two miles and two miles back and then we'd go into... Patrick used to say I see in you an image of myself and I, I was I think I was the female image of himself powerful image yeah that he really saw that in me that um, uh, and you and him I was his alter ego you know that that I might have been the little girl that grew up beside him in Monaghan I might have been you know with the same exact same background with the same ideas the same thoughts the same ambitions etc etc I think um uh, yeah, he did. He saw in me an image of himself. And he said it, repeated it time and time again. And then he used to say uh, the mother, about his mother. He, he was very, very close to his mother. His father had died a long, long time before that, when he was young enough, maybe only 20. But um, the mo- he was very, very close to the mother. And he used to say, the only, the only two people who ever knew me well... My mother and you, and now you have the edge on her. I remember him writing to me, well, this was Patrick from America, and he said, I wish I had that letter now, but uh, this is part of it anyway. I think of you often, but what I have to say cannot now be said. I remember old times. I was married then, I was living in... I'm not sure, was I living in Limerick at the time? I think I was, probably Limerick. And um, uh, he addressed me afterwards as my beloved dear You know, he, he was married at the time.
0: You remember me? opening that letter, do you? I do,
1: I do. And I said, uh, I, I burnt it. Straight away? Well, I tore away the the bit, my beloved dear I should have kept the rest Why? of it. I felt it would be unfair to his wife. And to that he should uh, That he should love someone else. I didn't think about him.
0: <laughs> I hope he's not listening.
1: <laughs> I don't think he cares much now, anyway. <laughs> They're all having a merry chat up there.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. But the other letter from America, you remember opening that too?
1: I do. I do. I could have shown that, shown that to Willie. Willie, Willie didn't mind. You know, he used to say, "Well, sure, you married me anyway." And that was it. But they, they, he would get annoyed at times too. He could. Uh,
2: did you see any of your thoughts about about Patrick as infidelity? Did you see it that way at all? you
1: did, did, no, no? no, no, no. I wouldn't entertain any kind of thoughts that would border on infidelity i wouldn't i was too busy i had too much to do
2: but you wanted to forget him
1: yes in that in that emotional way yes
2: but it was hard obviously
1: it was it was very hard it was very hard in the beginning but once then it became habit i i
0: uh... well i think you loved daddy well. I did,
1: of course. You can love two people in in different ways. I mean, we had a very successful marriage, as you know. Uh, we have five children, one dead now, unfortunately, and um,
0: when well, they grew up, all right. I mean, it was no great, bridge. indeed. <laughs> so. Mm. Uh, Yeah, I wouldn't really compare the relationship she had with my father with the relationship she had with Patrick Havner. They were kind of, they were separate. They were both very important, I suppose, relationships and they had great value and they were both very good relationships, but they were different. And I wouldn't really like to get into comparing them. If you were to pick one word to kind of describe in a nutshell, your relationship, what would it be?
1: Close. I don't know. Would that is that good enough word? Um, I think we were twin spirits. If you could, if that is a description, I don't know.
0: Mm, It's a Uh, beautiful description.
1: You know that we were two people who walked along in the same walked along the same avenue, the same road, in spirit. Very, very close in spirit to each other. Um, and he he was... I liked looking up to him. I said, you know, said, here is someone now superior to me, and that's what I liked. It made me feel more feminine. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, Isn't that <laughs> under annoy you? really? If that we associate sort of very strong characteristics with masculine things and it's almost, if you're a woman especially in your generation and no, you're very no. strong, you kind of aren't comfortable with it, no. it's like you're not feminine enough.
1: Oh no I like it that way, I liked it that way they're called the feminists in America, the feminazis, <laughs> and I think it's a good description I don't like the <laughs> I think I, I think it's nice to be um, feminine have the man the the superior in oh a, in god help us.
0: I do. <laughs> I do, I do. It, it didn't, it didn't bother me. Well, of course, yes. it didn't bother you. It didn't, because was, you were never oppressed by it. I'm not sure, who is? Lots of women are. are
1: they want to be? You're not really. Well, of course, that's where love comes in. If two people love each other, neither should oppress the other. There shouldn't be any talk about oppression. I I, I mean, I don't go for this kind of um, division between men and women. They they were meant to to love each other and to live in harmony. And it can be
0: done. I'm, I'm not saying it's easy. But it can be done. Although you want women to be feminine and men to be superior and leaders...
1: Yeah, i meant to be masculine, yeah. <laughs> I would, but it's a partnership as well,
0: to which each contributes. She would have quite a high profile, yeah. She's well known as a kind of a... Well, she's involved in the pro-life movement and she'd be, I suppose, a very right-wing Catholic and she'd be sort of very actively supporting all the campaigns, you know, the kind of... Um, the divorce campaign and the uh, abortion campaign and all those she'd have taken a very active role in that she'll risk she'd risk anything to put her point of view across you know she doesn't compromise for anybody and i admire that enormously yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: don't know to me it's consistent but it, it <laughs> might... <laughs> shocked but uh, but it, it mightn't be to others
0: yeah, like, I thought <laughs> you spent all your years in Dublin going to Legion of Mary meetings and rescuing <laughs> the sort of destitutes and um, going from the Legion of Mary meeting to the Vincent de Paul meeting and going on from that to some political right-wing meeting. Oh and the God. idea that, that you that spent out. your could, time could sitting out. in here and walking along the canals mm. is... Um, uh, you see, people
1: don't know people. Uh, and... Uh, You you didn't know me. You didn't know that other side of me. You probably never would have known. You hid it,
0: though, didn't you?
1: Well, I suppose I did a good job in in burying it all right. But uh, that wasn't incompatible at all with
0: with my uh, being involved with Patrick. No, that wasn't. But there is a contradiction in you that is kind of fascinating for me. That on the one hand, there's this very high-minded, moral, absolute attitude to things and the rules of the rules and then on an individual level this enormous capacity for compassion and understanding and tolerance and acceptance
1: but that's uh, there's no incompatibility there wasn't Christ the same wasn't Mary Magdalene the first person who saw him after he rose from the dead I mean that was a great privilege Uh, I mean she was one of his favourites yet he drove seven devils out of her and uh, Um, That's what he he said. I I didn't come to uh, the. the, I came to regain the lost sheep of Israel. He came after the lost sheep, not not the ones that weren't lost. So that I uh, uh, and and Patrick had a great interest in Christ. One day, I remember he said to me, um, "Do you think was Christ God?" I said, "Of course, He was God." but could could you imagine the God of heaven and earth who made heaven and earth coming down here and be one of us? <laughs> and I said, yeah. I said, what, what about, didn't he rise from the dead? And, and uh, do you remember what he said to Thomas? Come forth, Thomas, give me your hand. Give me your hand, put your finger into the place of the nails and give me your hand and put it into my side. And he said, yeah, that's a very good
0: answer. I mean, they seem to spend that summer of 1954 kind of breaking up I think she was becoming more dissatisfied with the fact that they weren't getting anywhere and she'd kind of said that to him on a few occasions and um, in the she hadn't seen him for a little while she was kind of gradually breaking away but he was still ringing her every day and she went on a holiday down to Dingle for a week in August and she met my father down in Crudger Cavanagh's and he seemed to have decided that he was marrying her from the first moment he saw her and um, She spent a few days there. She was only going to spend a night and Kruger Cavanagh persuaded her to stay on. He said they'd have a party for them because uh, Daddy and his friend were interested in Mammy and her friend. So her friend and Daddy's friend got off with each other and I think then when Mammy was leaving in a few days, Daddy offered to bring her, uh, he gave her a lift to Tralee and I think he stayed the night in Tralee and then he brought her out on the road. She was hitching home to Galway and um, he asked her if it would be okay if he contacted her again in Dublin and she said, yeah. And she she said to Patrick Havner she had met somebody else and that he was serious about her because I think Daddy made it fairly clear from the beginning he was fairly serious. And um, he was devastated, I think. He knew she was leaving him. And she's forgotten them now. I remember she said to me, he said really nice things to her that night. And that was the end then. He, she, she didn't see him after that, although he rang her at work. A few weeks later, she left work and she got married. I mean, she was married on the 4th of November. And... He rang her on the last day, the day she was leaving work. And she was really upset, I think, and he was really upset. It was just really tragic. It was like your classic story of love, I suppose. I don't know, unrequited for some reason. It just didn't seem to work out.
1: I tried to explain to him why I did, why I went off and got married. And I said, look, Patrick, I felt it was time I got married and had a family and that I didn't want to waste all my years and he said I understand and it was, it, well I suppose I was drawn in some mystical way to um, to, to, to make the break and to settle down and, and, and get married and have a family I was in some mystical way drawn away from him.
0: Did I show you that poem he wrote in the month after you got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is he he says it all oh, in that. That was really a month
1: after I got married. And, and it was here, it was, it was written here, lying in bed here and listening to the traffic. It was, oh, it, it, it's a searing description of, of sadness and, uh, and grief, very deep grief. Desolation. Desolation, yes. Mm. And um, it would be the last thing I would want to bring on anybody. But
2: what could I do? Hold on till I try to formulate some theory about you. A personal matter. My lamp of contemplation you sought to shatter to leave me groping in madness under a low sky. Oh, I wish I could laugh, oh, I wish I could cry or find some formula, some mystical pattern that would organise a perspective from this hellish statter. Everywhere I look, a part of me is exiled from the eye. Therefore, I must tell you, before you depart my position, making the statement is enough. There are no answers to any real question. but tonight I cannot sleep. Two hours ago I heard the late homing dancers. Oh, 1954 you leave and will not listen and do not care whether I curse or weep. <laughs>